It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This Ace Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. Welcome back to our community spotlight. This week it shined on the Seneca family of agencies. Tasha Cooper and Tiana Dudley have joined us uh, from that group. And Tasha, let's start with you. Uh, this group has been together for decades. Uh, you have talked about being a person has actually kind of come through the system. You're, you're a native Oaklander. It means an awful lot to you. What's the, at the very front, what is the mission of, of the Seneca family of agencies? Uh, yeah, so like you said, I was born and raised in Oakland, where I'm from, everything I represent. You know, Seneca Family of Agencies is a nonprofit organization based in Oakland. Uh, you know, we work primarily in California and Washington State. We service anywhere over 18,000 youth and families annually. Um, you know, our mission is super simple, but it's powerful. Um, it's to help children and families through the most difficult times in their lives, whatever that means, whatever that looks like. You know, and fundamentally, we believe that kids and families don't fail themselves, but they are failed by the systems that are supposed to help them or support them. Um, you know, so our, our work is guided by our agency philosophy of unconditional care, which is our commitment to basically doing whatever it takes to dismantle the barriers that impact our youth and their families um, and the students and the communities that we serve and support. Um, you know, so our programs provide a continuum of care uh, to meet young people and their families wherever they are, at schools, at home, in the community, in residential settings, you name it, we are there. And that just means a lot to me, especially since I'm able to support and serve the communities that I was actually born and raised in. Um, I think that's what means even more to me personally. And, and Tiana, what the umbrella that you're under, specific to the Oakland community, what's your involvement? Yeah, so um, I serve as a director of school partnerships. So we actually partner with Oakland Unified School District to provide mental health services on school campuses. So this is under the unconditional education branch of Seneca. Uh, so you know, bringing the unconditional care model into school settings so that we can really you know, take a preventative approach and providing mental health services to, to students and families before it gets to an extreme level, before, you know, we talk about disrupting the school to prison pipeline, you know, we, we are working in communities that are underserved. And so we wanna really make sure that kids are seen in this holistic view and it's not solely about pushing academic intervention, but also, you know, they need social and emotional support and care and so our work we you know partner with schools and we provide clinicians who are on site and they have a caseload of students um, who are identified as needing uh, additional you know uh, behavioral but mostly uh, emotional and uh, mental health support 
So, you know, kids are able to get that at school. And, and we also do some family work if, if possible. Um, so really just about, like Tasha said, meeting students where they are and providing, doing whatever we can to support them to be successful in, in school settings and just in life. You, you both can respond to this. I have, a, I have three children. My youngest graduated from high school, oh, three years ago. She has suffered from anxiety and depression. Uh, and she graduated during the COVID year, which was, you know, as in many ways, as unforgettable and as forgettable a year as you want to have in our lifetime. But the fact that you talk about just simply having somebody there, having somebody on the front lines to help them, knowing the challenges they have every day, whether they're in a, uh, you know, in an underserved community, even those yep. that are, that feel like they're in a community that is what they would consider just a regular community. What has that meant for the for the students you've come in contact with to show them, look, we understand you're struggling and let us help you and here's a path that we can use? Yeah, it's huge. COVID, you know, I think was a traumatic experience for, for pretty much everyone and it's so isolating and it really impacted our, our youth in such a huge way. And so like our clinicians and our, our staff members have been able to make themselves available and be really creative and like, you know, whether it is on, on Zoom, this new platform where, you know, we can we can reach kids in ways that we weren't able to before. Um, I think what we've seen after COVID, especially in like middle and high school that um, it's impacted students' attendance and truancy has been a big thing. And so clinicians have said like, hey, like, can I come do a home visit or meet you out in the community? Like whatever it is that you need so kids uh, aren't feeling alone and isolated and just to have that trusted adult that they can turn to, um, you know, the, it's just a safe space and whatever that means for them, um, whether it's, you know, support with some, something that's happening at home, like you mentioned, anxiety and stress and depression, all of that was super magnified, especially during, during the pandemic and so you know we've been able to just really coach students to you know our students are really resilient so really coaching them in like what they already have and tap to or strengths based tapping to their into their strengths and how they can generalize that into being successful you know in the classrooms at school but just to have that I don't think you know a lot of kids don't have trusted adults that they know that they can go to at school and school for a lot of people can be um, a scary place and an intimidating place. And there's, you know, there, there's histories of <laughs> oppression when you when you're talking about schools sometimes. But so just be able to create that safety and sense that, that kids know that whatever it is that they're um, struggling with, that there's someone there that just say like, hey, we're here, we're, you know, we wanna provide you resources and just sometimes be a listening ear. So in our community spotlight this week, we're visiting with the Seneca family of agencies with Tasha Cooper and also with Tiana Dudley. Tasha, under the, the powerful lead of unconditional care and unconditional education, you discuss about trying to transform systems, which are these behemoths sometimes that move at a snail's pace. Yep. How have you been able to at least make some progress and what progress have you made? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I think as it relates specifically to mental health and mental health in schools, we'll start there. I mean, you know, we're transforming systems one system at a time, but it's specifically um, since it is Mental Health Awareness Month, um, you know, we've had an incredible impact on our youth 
um, in mental health, especially in the wake of the pandemic, as Tiana was just talking about. Usually the students that are most impacted are our most marginalized and under-resourced communities, particularly as it re relates to race, as it relates to class, you know, kids in our LGBTQ plus communities, they're just really impacted. And so I feel like one of the important things that we are wanting to do is just reshape um, our bigger systems to meet the needs of our highest needs, kids and youth, which also means destigmatizing just even the process of seeking out mental health services, mental health care, um, refocusing on what it means to be holistically well um, for kids. You know, I think there is a stigma that mental health is really something that you you go into an office, sit on somebody's couch, you talk to a therapist. And so we're really wanting to reshape what our communities think of as mental health and wellness. You know, it's more than just meeting with a therapist. It's all about the things you do in your own personal life just to be well. It's all about the things you do, you know, the whole person you are. It's about having a community around you to love and support you, whether that's one trusted adult, whether that's a community of trusted adults, um, and just, you know, things like having access to healthy foods in your community and all these things that really impact your health and wellness. We're just really trying to make normalize what it means to engage in and think about and be aware of your mental health and your mental wellness. Um, and so I feel like that's one of the biggest ways that we've started to impact systems and systems care, systems in the community, systems in our ed system. It's just to really think about or rethink about um, differently what it means to offer mental health support, mental health care in our school systems. Um, I, I feel like that's been missing. Um, and we're really trying to emphasize and normalize that. And I, I think additionally to that, um, what you made me think about is it's not, you know, just this clinician that we have. We also do a lot of um, tier one, meaning like we, we work with schools mm -hmm. and how just every student can benefit from, um, you know, this social emotional development. So we, we have what we call trauma informed practices and cares. So we even partner with uh, school school districts and with, with site leaders to really look at like, what are the system wide practices at your school that we can uh, have a trauma informed lens? Because, you know, like, like I said earlier, <laughs> the pandemic itself was traumatic for everyone. And so I think mm -hmm. when you when you highlight and really look to how we can, you know, support the highest needs students, all students are supported. If you put things in place that our highest need kids would benefit from, then that means that every single student at school is going to benefit from it as well. And so in addition to just having therapy, we also have what we call unconditional education coaches that, that go into schools and they're, they're sort of like a culture and climate specialist. They work with principals. They look at things like suspension rates and how we can, um, you know, reduce that. They look at so, social emotional learning, just just in general, creating an environment for all of our kids at school to feel included and successful and supported. So it's not just about individual therapy, as you might think, but it's really about like, let's look at the systems and in, in place in a school and what we can do just on a general level to like embed some of these 
trauma-informed care so that everyone benefits and everyone has um, better outcomes. Tasha, the beginning of this conversation uh, began with two very important words, nonprofit. That's what the Seneca family of agencies are. So where do people go to get information? And most importantly, how can they go about providing some assistance to the things that you're trying to accomplish? Yeah, so you can visit us at SenecaFOA.org. That's our website. You know, we have all of the links to, you know, the different services that we provide, things that we offer. You know, our programs really rely on the generosity of our East Bay communities, and we'd be honored if you would make a tax-deductible donation uh, today to support our work. We're always, you know, looking for that support, so please feel free to do that as well. Something else that's under your umbrella is dealing with adoptions and foster care, which is vital to, again, the success of of the most important people in our community, which is our youngest our youngest community. Sometimes are the ones that have the least amount of support. Where where has Seneca stepped in, and how successful have you been, and how proud are you are of those numbers that are continuing to grow on the right side of helping those kids in those uh, very difficult situations? Our services surround kids with you know, unconditional care. Uh, we build community of support. We try to meet the unique needs of each individual kid and or family that comes into our network, you know, and we just really work together to reduce the more complex and intensive interventions that might be necessary or needed down the road. In addition to our school-based services, we absolutely have like our foster care, our foster families that come in and support our, you know, students at, in need our families, our kids that need in need that require um, housing, um, you know, that our homeless population is growing rampantly. And so we wanna make sure that our kids are loved and cared for in that environment. Um, you know, we have nationally, we have our Total Poor Me Familiar program, which connects families uh, forcibly separated at the border with free trauma-informed and also mental health services. So that's really a really big program that we're extremely proud of um, and that's been doing uh, great work and great service uh, in our communities. And then we also offer a variety of services to support, to support children and families in the welfare system. You know, our primary goal is reunification, keeping children with their biological families. Uh, and we also help find and train caring resources or like foster parents. We assist children in finding and building connections and transitioning from group settings to home settings. And then we also continue to offer support to ensure that every child, regardless of their needs, have a loving, nurturing uh, family throughout their childhood and beyond. So those, those are just some of the things that we do in our other systems of care at Seneca. I mean, Tasha, you first, and maybe Tiana, you can follow up on this as well. As you continue your, your mission and the things that you're trying to accomplish with Seneca Valley of Agen Seneca Family of Agencies. Tasha, when you tell your personal story, because you're from Oakland, you kind of, you've come through and you've gotten to this point and when, when people are, are in these circumstances wondering, can I ever get to, you know, some place that's considered positive and you, and you can just say, hey, look at me, I, I got it done, I had people help me, I wanna help you. When you tell that story, how much does that inspire those that you're trying to come in contact with and maybe continue to build the positive side of those numbers? Yeah, listen, I, like I said at the beginning of uh, this show, 
I'm born and raised in Oakland. When we talk about the systems that we are trying to impact, I've been involved in every single system that you can think of, from the welfare system to the housing system to the education system to the special education system, which is completely different, um, to you know almost homeless system. Every single system I've actually lived, like that, is a part of my identity and a part of my experience that in sharing that and then people seeing where I am today and like the trajectory of my life, sometimes it doesn't seem like I am in all of it sometimes. And for people to actually see it in me, be able to connect with me and look at me and I look like the faces of the communities that like we're supported. I always say this, I feel like there are some times where being a woman of color brings me privilege and that's one of the moments is that I feel like I'm privileged to be able to pour into our communities because they trust me at a different level. They engage with me at a different level. They believe in me in a different level. You know, that's just something that I, I get because of my background and my experience and just being literally a part of like one of the people in the community that I'm now going back to serve. I'm all teary-eyed because I get all emotional, but yes, that is why I do this work. Kiana, ex explain why you're involved with, with Seneca. What, what what got you there? What's your, what has helped build your passion? Yeah, I just I think representation is so important. And it wasn't like, I'm not going to say like, oh, I got into this work with this goal in mind. I just kind of happened into it. And the more it, I was inspired by the students, by the kids and by the relationships with families, you know, that I, I acquired along the way. And just as Tasha was talking, I think for kids to see people that look like them and to say and to show up every day no matter, you know, it can get really intense and kids, you know, people have really intense things that they go through. And for someone to show up every day and be like, I'm here for you. Today's a new day. I got you. And let me support you get where you want to be and not where I want you to be. And for just for, for kids to be able to look up and see that representation, which, you know, the media doesn't always depict. We don't always celebrate that, but uh, to see that in and of itself is wildly impactful for our students and the more I got to experience that firsthand I you know I I don't always know the impact that I have I'm just doing what I can do and in my own little uh, sphere of control but when I do have those moments of, of kids coming back later it's like wow this particular thing or moment you know changed my life or had this impact or will always sit with me I think that's why I continue to do this work um, you know we've been fortunate to be able to have clinicians and staff uh, who represent the, the, the population that they serve. Like we do newcomer uh, groups um, in, in Oakland where there's a, a huge population of, of newcomers, um, uh, kids and families coming from South America and Mexico and different parts. And to have like a Spanish speaking clinician who can share some of the same cultural yeah. uh, similarities, I think has been wildly impactful for, for that population of kids. And so I just, I, it just brings me to representation matters and, you know, all that we can do to, to continue to inspire this, you know, next generation to, to be their, their best selves and, and show up fully and authentically the way they want to show up. To follow up on that, uh, our youngest daughter is bisexual. So every member of the LGBTQ plus community has been in my house. Uh, we've always explained to Sophia from day one you have a safe space mm -hmm. and your friends will always have a safe space at our house because I don't know necessarily what's happening with outside forces for those 
those kids either in their own family unit or certainly I know what's happening in school because I lived it yeah. with uh, with our youngest daughter. But you touched on it a little bit. I wonder if you just could expand more about creating that safety, that 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 understanding that we can provide a safe space to you, whether it's in the the how you know the home unit or in the the school unit, but to have them have that sense as you look. Mental health is a, is a tremendous uh, issue that all these kids are dealing with, and I deal with it on a daily basis. And I'm very thankful that we're able to provide an environment for for her and for her friends to be who they are, which are simply funny, energetic, well-meaning kids. And how hard has that been for your group with Seneca to continue to push that forward and, and help those kids in a very difficult time? Yeah, I mean, I will say, I don't have like the numbers in, for, in front of me, but I know that our LGBTQ plus community are some of the most impacted mm -hmm. and, and the most susceptible to things like suicide. Uh, and so we really want to and seek to hold uh, our youth who are impacted by that with the most care as possible. And so, you know, we know that just building community, community is so important and a space where people don't feel isolated, feel welcomed and accepted. And so, you know, we, uh, we have like affinity groups, we have you know, d depending on the school site, we'll have different group settings where, you know, we, we create that community and allow students to, to connect with one another, connect with adults, and just really share and celebrate who they are, uh, you know, and, and as I mentioned before, some of these trauma-informed practices include within that umbrella of, like, how we create an, an inclusive environment for all, so it's about teaching you know, other kids about like acceptance and celebrating diversity and celebrating who you are and um, being an ally and standing up, uh, standing up against uh, bullying and like all those things, how to be an advocate and how to like really those social uh, emotional development skills about like advocacy. How do I speak up for myself? How do I speak up for someone else when I see something that's not right? You know, how do I build empathy? Um, like all of these fundamental skills, you know, you can start in kindergarten, you don't have, you know, you can start that from kindergarten on, and when you're able to, to really bring that into schools, it has such a huge impact on, on those most impacted by um, depression, trauma, all of that stuff. So I think, you know, we're, we're always trying to take steps to make sure that we're, we're able to teach not just our kids, but the larger community, how to be community and really include everyone. Yeah, I mean, just to piggyback off that just a little bit, I mean, we're really working to change the narratives that are out there about our children, families, and youth, you know, especially our, our most vulnerable uh, populations of uh, kids and families and, you know, students in school. Yeah, they are just faced with so many challenges and we want people to see them for who they really are. They're holistic, like you said, whatever they bring to the table, funny, goofy, smart, you know, resilient, you know, emotionally sensitive. Like there's so many things about so many of our kids that we really want them to just be authentically who they are because everybody else is taken. And if we can change their narrative and the narratives of, you know, how other people see them or engage with them, how they see and engage with themselves, because that's actually what's also important, then I feel like we're doing 
um, a little bit of our job. Uh, you know, so we, yeah, we just really want to change and transform their own stories, help them change and transform their stories, help them and change and transform their own trajectories, um, just providing them with the unconditional love and support that we can. Well, I really appreciate the both of you joining me, the powerful stories, powerful women of color, certainly. Uh, Dr. Cooper and uh, Tiana Dudley. It's SenecaFOA.org. That's the site you can go to to get information. And as we conclude this, Tasha, just just uh, leave with, with a, uh, a thought of inspiration because you've been on the front lines since day one. It's like the waves and they keep on coming. You think that the waves are done and there comes another wave and you have to fight that one off. What encourages you about where where Seneca started, where you are today, and what you're hopeful for in the future. I just believe that anything is possible. When you have the right supports and resources and communities set up to support you, lean on them, depend on them, uh, encourage them, uh, move along with them because you know they will help propel you to where you actually want to be. Not where we want you to be, where you want to be and i'm speaking specifically to the kids of color who feel like this might be or just our kids in all of our populations that you know feel like this might everything is hard it's difficult it's sad it's anxiety provoking that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and if you surround yourself with the right community with the right people in your lives um talk things out um trust in people your community will help you get through those things. Like anything is possible if you uh, believe. All right, thanks to Tasha Cooper, Tiana Dudley, joining us on our Community Spotlight from the Seneca Family of Agencies. Uh, appreciate you very much. Yes, appreciate you. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.